0: Blog Talk Radio Good morning, and thank you for being with us today. You are listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. You can visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com there, you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art. Check out our monthly art contest and our blog as well. Today, our guest is Sharon Bell Hawkshaw. Sharon is a professional painter, photographer, and published writer. Sharon was born in Dayton, Ohio. Her mother is a published author, distinguished historian, speaker, and history professor. Her departed father was a notable painter, innovative architect, and art professor. Sharon was raised both on a farm and in the suburbs of Washington, DC. She spent her summers appreciating nature in all its forms with her grandmother on a farm in Germantown, Ohio. During the academic year, Sharon lived in Columbia, Maryland with her parents. Well, thank you for joining us today, Sharon. Welcome to An Artist Speaks.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: Always our pleasure. Well, let's start by you uh, telling our audience a little more about yourself.
1: As you said, I am a published author. I've published a book of poetry. I've also written a couple of screenplays, I've not produced as of yet. And then, of course, I am a professional artist, uh, abstract art, uh, expressionist, art, surrealism art, and then, of course, um, I'm a photographer. So that's Pretty much sums it up, except for oh, I do host uh, one of contemporary art gallery's shows, uh, the business of art. I do that as well.
0: I see. So you, you have your hands in many things. <laughs> well, tell Hi. us, how did you discover art?
1: My father was a painter, an abstract painter. In matter of fact, uh, his college degrees are in art. He, he had an MFA uh, in uh, in art and in architecture which is uh, the highest degree that you can get in both of those uh, fields. He had an art studio in D.C. and was just really prolific when it, with regards to painting. So from a young age, I was painting right alongside him, just as I was writing alongside my mother. So that's why I, my foot is in both worlds. He just really nurtured me early on. He just really thought that I had something. And he said that it was just innate, and it was raw, and he just really enjoyed it. So he just he took me under his wing and really taught me all there was to know about the different aspects of art, the techniques, and, and the philosophies behind it.
0: Hey. Well, and how would you describe uh, your artwork, Sharon?
1: Well, it's very interesting. I do tend to stay within the realms of abstract art. Abstract art is uh, the lack of any noticeable realistic object. Instead of painting a house as you would traditionally see a house, abstract artists tend to first invoke uh, spirit and color over form. That's typically where I stay in the abstract field. Now, I do have other uh, collections. Some of my collections are in what you would call a surrealistic-type art form. So for people who are not sure what surrealistic art is, it is where you see recognizable and noticeable images, but they're out of context. A house that you would uh, normally think is grounded, you know, on the ground in a surrealistic painting, it might be on the ground, but upside down or on its axis or maybe not even on the ground but in the sky somewhere else on the canvas than where you would expect it i do do some surrealistic work and then my photography is straight photography but i do like to concentrate on landscapes waterscapes i really you know i'm just mesmerized by sunset and sunrises so there's a a lot of imaging for sunrises and sunsets i'm just I'm, I'm just mesmerized by the sun in, in general.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I am, too. Uh, there's something about uh, sunrise and the sunset that the colors are just so different and so poignant when you say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what
0: messages I mean, are you trying to convey in your artwork?
1: Because I have several different collections, and just really depending on – uh, where my mood is, where my mindset is, really depends on uh, what I'm going after. If I'm in my abstract collection, if it's not really a message, any a particular message that I'm trying to deliver. Now, true, I might have some feeling or some thought of why I'm doing that particular piece, but I'm not trying to convey a message. because the beauty of abstract art is that whatever you take from it, That's what the painting means. So it doesn't really matter what I think it means. It's what do you think it means. I mean, I've painted several paintings where I was just very upset, very depressed. I look at these paintings and I see nothing but misery and sorrow in them. But then other people look at these paintings and they just think that they're so youthful and happy and carefree. And I'm just, I'm like, where are you getting that? (laughs) So there's nothing happy or carefree about that. But, again, it's what do you see from that particular painting. You know, I know what I poured into it but just because I poured that particular feeling into it does not mean that that's the feeling that that painting is resonating. That is the beauty of an abstract piece. My mother will tell you the beauty of an abstract piece is that she can hang it any which way she wants to hang it, and and there's no wrong way of hanging it. (laughs) She she breaks it down to the simple. (laughs) Uh, This photography is very straight on. If I'm taking a picture of a beautiful sunrise over an ocean or over a lake or over a prairie, it is what it is. I mean, some sunsets are are very peaceful and tranquil, while other sunsets are not because there's a storm brewing or whatever, and so it looks ominous. It just really depends on you know, what the lens captures, because it's amazing with photography. I can sit there and look at this tree and see one thing, but when my camera shutter clicks, it actually picks up something else that I didn't even see. And so that's really the beauty of photography is that it's second eye, that the human eye just doesn't get. It captures. There's no message except for art has a way of lifting your spirit and it has a way of enriching your life. And that's what's so important about art. So if there's a message. The message is that all people, it does not matter what economic realm you come from, you should always surround yourself with things that you like. You know, And art comes in many different forms, be it it's you know, a beautiful area rug that you put on the floor or it's a painting you hang on the wall or it's a sculpture that you sit on a table, mobile that you hang from the ceiling. It comes in many different shapes and sizes and forms and, and price points. Find something that you like, purchase it, put it in your house, and and, and enjoy it. Because art rounds out, fills up your your life. And people who don't have art in their life, there's something missing. And so if that, that if there's any message, that's the message.
0: Well, that is so true. Art just does seem to make make a house feel more warm. I believe.
1: Absolutely, and it says something about the person. It it tells a story about the owner of that home it shows another piece that typically is not revealed about a person i enjoy going into people's homes and looking at their artwork on the walls because actually a lot of times i'm just really shocked and amazed i would not think that the person that i knew would have that particular type of artwork on the wall i would for example my one friend i walked into her house and i saw all of these abstract pieces Now, this is a a girl that I would not in a million years think that she'd have abstract art on her wall because she's just so prim and she's so proper, and so I would just think that she'd have portraits on her walls and Ansel Adams and photography images on her walls or or cottages on her walls because that's the essence that she shows with her, her collared shirts and her preppy outfits and her very prim and proper business suits. And then I get in there, in their house, and I see these fabulous, wild, vibrant, colored, abstract art pieces on the walls. And I'm thinking, oh, so there's a wild child in there. Okay. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) So if you're conscious of it, it really does explain the inner workings of the person who owns
0: the art. Well, and you mentioned your photography. Uh, how long have you been professionally taking pictures, and what drew you into being a photographer?
1: Well, again, uh, my father was a photographer, loved uh, taking pictures. I mean, just he was camera happy, you know, photographs, photographs, photographs. And he was always so funny because my mother would want to have her picture taken, and so she'd want to pose and pose everything or, you know, just uh, uh, position everything just so perfectly so it would be the perfect picture. And my father was like, no, that's not how you take a picture. You have to take a picture when they're not expecting it. Catch them off the cuff. This inner struggle of how do you take a picture? Do you pose for it or should it be natural? And you just catch it as as it happens, which I thought was really kind of funny, uh, especially during the holiday season. Trying to get a, a Christmas picture was like pulling teeth in our house.
0: <laughs> Again...
1: He taught me how to frame a shot and what makes a good shot and what what constitutes a good shot and what doesn't. Played with it, and I took a lot of pictures going, growing up, you know, all through grade school, high school, college. Took tons of photo albums and photo albums full of pictures. I, I didn't think of, about it really in terms of art. I just thought, because I just what I did. I just took lots of pictures and how fun it was to, with my friends to look at all the pictures and how crazy the pictures were. And I still have a lot of photographs around me uh, in my own home, you know, on the wall and such, because it's just nice to look up and say, oh, I remember that night and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but as a professional photographer and actually selling the work, that's only been in the last few years.
0: Hmm. Well, I'd like to remind our audience that you can view and purchase Sharon Bell Hawkshaw's artwork and photography by going to contemporaryartgalleryonline.com click on the artist tab and then on sharon's name contemporary art gallery online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants today if you're an artist looking for gallery representation please visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com and click on the membership tab and follow the prompts if you're a designer architect, or volume purchaser, again, visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form on the left side of the home page. Again, to view Sharon's stunning artwork and to re-listen to this interview and, of course, purchase some art, please click on the Artist tab and then on Sharon's name. Well, Sharon, um, what is the process in your art? Uh, What's process should you go through?
1: Well... It's interesting. First, it starts with uh, most times it's a dream, or and I can I can't necessarily see the image. I cannot necessarily see the finished painting, but I see an essence of what the finished painting would look like, and it doesn't make a lot of sense to people who really who are not painters or or writers or. Or, this, or musicians even, but you feel something and you see the essence in your mind's eye. It may not necessarily have the colors and things, but you, you, you know that there's a completed piece sitting there. At that point, usually then it's... I'm, I'm, I just kind of stew on it for a while and then all of a sudden it dawns on me that this is the size canvas that it needs to go on. So then I choose a size canvas and then again I just stew on it for a bit. And then... As I'm sitting there looking at the canvas, and it becomes clear to me what colors this painting is going to take on, and and at that point I really have a strong feeling of what I'm saying to myself, to the canvas, and then I just start working with the colors and putting the colors together. And in the beginning, it's my it's it's like my subconscious is telling me what to do, and it gets me started. But then once it gets me started, then it's the technical Balancing of the the piece to make sure that that it flows that then starts to come in, but really it's uh, the beginning parts of it is in my for lack of a like time it's magical it, it is it's not that I, it's not that I'm seeing a house, and that's what I'm going to paint so you know a lot of fresh air painters they that they pack up their their art kit and they take their canvases and they go out to the countryside or they go to the ocean or the lake or whatever. And they find a spot, and they say, oh, this looks like a nice, tranquil spot. Well, it's kind of the same thing in the thought, why did they pick that particular spot? And the spot kind of spoke to them. And so then they sit down, and then they paint what they see. And that's a fresh air painter. It's almost the same thing, only I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going into my studio, and there's just a feeling that comes over me. and And the feeling is telling me what to do. It's almost as if my subconscious has created the image once it gets started and it's mapped out and it's formed, then I then I go in and I technically will then finish the piece and make it correct, if that makes any sense. <laughs> there are times that make no sense to me either. I mean, literally there's been times in the middle of the night where I've gotten up at 3 o'clock in the morning because the canvas was talking to me from the closet. And I know that sounds crazy, but it, it was just speaking to me so loudly that I had to get up and I had to sketch the canvas. And then oddly enough, there have been canvases that I've sketched out, but I've never painted. I have canvases that are completely sketched and ready to go, but it's almost as if I haven't deserved the right to paint them yet. And so I'll pull them out and say, you know, I'm going to paint this, and and then something tells me, no, if you're not ready to paint this painting yet. Just put this canvas back. And I'll just put it back there, and one day, I'll pick that canvas up, and I would have either, one, reached the point in my life where I'm ready to paint it, or, two, I now deserve to paint it. But there's something going on because every time I try to go to these canvases, something stops me from painting them. It's uh Women have that intuition that men don't have. <laughs> <laughs> or you can call it insanity. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I see. That is interesting. And you know, I've heard other artists say the same thing that that the canvas speaks to them. Do you think that's part of the artistic talent is to have that communication with the canvas?
1: I don't know if it's part of the talent, but it's definitely part of the bend. Artists, and it doesn't matter what they are musicians, dancers
0: artists, writers,
1: they're all marching to a different beat. They're definitely marching to a different song, uh, and they're marching to notes that nobody's ever, ever heard of before. And that's part of that creative intuition that some of us have. And I think everybody has a creative part to them. I just think that it's just more heightened than others. It's just like some people are just really gifted with math and they're really gifted with science. You know, everyone has the ability to do science, and everybody has the ability to to do math. And if we work hard enough at it, we can actually be good at it. But some people, it just comes to them naturally, so they excel much further along than the average person. Artists who go to the point where they're actually out there trying to sell their work, and that they're, and they're producing often. I mean, it's a natural gift that comes to them. And it's actually just a shame that if you don't, that you don't follow it because, you know, God gives you gifts and the, the biggest sin is not to use the gifts that are given to you. I just think that's part of that gift that you just have this other sense that's beyond smell, you know, sight, touch. You know, there's another sense and that sense, it taps into a part of your unconsciousness that, most people don't tap into, and so yeah, canvas does talk to us, and just as a piano talks to a, a pianist and a guitar speaks to a guitar player and for an artist, the canvas talks to them, and the smell of the paint, the feel of the paint it's all part of the process. I mean like that used to always say there's no such thing as a block is that you just have to move paint, paint is paint, sometimes it's ugly paint. But paint is paint. And if you are having a hard time starting, you just have to move the paint. And once you move the paint, it will come to you. And And it's right because the smell of it, the texture of it, it gets you going. It's when you're not smelling the paint and you're not touching the paint, you're not putting the paint, moving the paint, even if it's ugly paint, is when you're not being creative. You're choosing to be blocked. It's um, one day they'll do a psychological study on it, (laughs) and and they'll explain it to us. (laughs) I'll be very interested to see what it says.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As would I. Sharon, let's uh, pause here, because I would like to invite all artists and let them know that Contemporary Art Gallery Online has launched a monthly art contest. To compete, go to contemporaryartgalleryonline.com and click on the Artist tab. Our, co- our competition for September is with the theme Landscapes. 2D artists are called upon to make online submissions for inclusion into the gallery's online group exhibition. We encourage entries from all artists, regardless if you're considered an amateur artist or professional artist, by submitting their best non-representational art. All entries must be available for purchase, and August 31st is the closing day for the September competition. Well, Sharon, uh, tell us, what piece at Ellen Contemporary Art Gallery Online is your favorite piece and why?
1: Oh, wow. What is my favorite
0: piece? And it's okay to mention one of your own. Well, I had, uh, that's
1: what I was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to do. <laughs> my favorite pieces are all my own pieces <laughs> there um, you go not that there's not wonderful artists out there but uh my favorite pieces are mine one that consistently stays with me that i tend to love is flatlands uh, i just there's just something very peaceful about it that one for whatever reason just really kind of strikes my fancy you know there are a couple of other pieces that i i love but i loved them for the wrong reasons i loved them because they were cathartic and i loved them because uh, they kept me close to my father. Uh, and they were my favorites, but I kind of let them go. I liked them and they were important pieces at the time to me, but they're not my favorite pieces. But Flatlands uh, it tends to be my favorite. And Spears of Influence is my favorite because it's just so happy. It's just a happy piece. It's just vibrant and just kind of out there. So I like that one. That's one of my favorites. And I guess Intersection is probably one of my favorites, too. And maybe Jungle. I like that one. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> But you know,
0: and I will tell you, uh, Chris. I grew up in on the plains of uh, West Texas and Eastern New Mexico, and flatlands has always kind of spoken to me as well because it does. Re- it reminds me of that part of the country and just the endless. You can just see for miles, and it's just an you know an endless plain with just a few trees. <laughs> so that is a that's what that reminds me of too.
1: Which is so funny because. That It does not remind me of that at all. It would, it reminds <laughs> me of a farmland. Land as as far as, as far as your eye can see. In, in Ohio, you would have acres and acres and acres of just raw land just sitting out there with the grass being tall, just blowing in the wind, uh, and then all of a sudden then you'd see the cornfields, and then you'd see, you know, where the, the horse stables were and where the cows were and so on and so forth. But you would just, for miles, I mean, you just, to the horizon line, just raw land with the grass just blowing. And so that's what it reminds me of. But see, this is what how this is why artwork is so wonderful. Because it takes you someplace and it takes me someplace else. And then I'm sure if we brought a third person into us it would take them even to another place.
0: Yep, that is true. And that and you're right, and that is the great thing about art is it speaks to people in different ways.
1: Mhm. Absolutely.
0: Well, Sharon, sure we're getting close to the end of the show here, uh, but tell tell us what advice would you have for new artists who are just beginning their journey into the professional art world?
1: Well, be prepared for a bumpy road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a thick outer shell to you, and but not so thick that you don't take constructive criticism because constructive criticism really is good. But learn to decipher what is constructive criticism and what is just bull. There are going to be a lot of people out there that are going to tell you, oh, your artwork is not good enough, or your artwork, you know, you can't sell it. What is it? It doesn't fit into anything. Well, that's okay. It doesn't have to fit into anything, and that's okay. That's great that it doesn't look like anything else because it's you, and you should be unique. If you look like somebody else, then you're not doing something. You should always be uniquely you, and you should always paint to you, not paint for the world, but usually you're painting or you're drawing for yourself. And it's a very selfish medium in that the fact that it is, you're painting for yourself, but then you're selling it to the world. And the world will eventually come around. So you just have to be prepared. Maybe it'll happen right away, but maybe you'll have to wait. I mean, it was a Grandma Moses. How old was she when she finally became famous? She loved, they called her Grandma for a reason. She was old. <laughs> so, you know. You may not hit it big at twenty-something. Just stick with it. And as I said, you know there are there are a lot of people out there who will give you constructive criticism. You need to take that you know, constructive criticism. You don't have to necessarily apply it one hundred percent, but I definitely learn from it. Painting is a very isolated uh, type of art form. So most painters tend to be isolationist, and you can't be that way. You uh, you have to get out there in the world, and you have to uh, react with the world it's very important to have other friends who are artists because, one, it keeps you motivated to paint and, or draw whatever it is that you're doing, and, two, it keeps you, it keeps you vibrant and it keeps you in the moment.
0: And, you know, and
1: then just realize that the business of art and the creation of art are two completely different beasts. Unfortunately, in this day and age, especially in the United States, we're forced to be our own business people. You have to put on another hat. You can't just say, well, I'm an artist. I'm a great artist. Uh, come buy my work. Well, it doesn't work that way. You've got to get out there, and you've got to market yourself, just like Coca-Cola, hot sodas. You have to hawk your work, and that's really what it comes down to. It's a product, and that's a hard lesson that a lot of artists
0: never learn,
1: and they're not successful, and they're not working full-time with professional artists because they haven't learned that lesson that uh your art is a product and you have to treat it as such. And that's the hardest thing to do. If so you have a husband or a wife who has uh a gift for gab, I would make them your business manager and have them sell your work because they have a detachment from it where they can get out there and they can talk about it like a product. A lot of artists were our own worst salespeople because we get a little arrogant about it. Like, why do I have to sell you in a sell you on purchasing my art? It's great, don't you see it? Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I yeah, that line lies. doesn't
0: usually close a Yeah, it
1: doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so get somebody else, get, you know, to move your work. I um, met a sculptor in Florida. I thought he was the actual sculptor. Because he was just I mean, he just knew all about the process and he was just I mean, the way he was talking about these pieces, I was just positive that he was the sculptor. It turned out he was the sculptor's brother. The sculptor wasn't there. And which I thought was really quite funny because brother kind of insinuated the fact that uh, if his brother was there nothing would get sold and I and I believed that. <laughs> and <laughs> he was selling the work and, and doing a fabulous job of it, I might add. Definitely find a a brother or sister or a husband or wife to be your business manager, definitely. And just understand that, you know, your paintings are a product and you're the brand. And you've got to go through all the same business and marketing steps as IBM, Exxon, Microsoft, you know, Coca-Cola. You have to go through the same steps as they do to get your product out there in front of people and to get them to buy it. Get a book read up on what you need to do, listen to webinars, listen to my show, The Business of Art, because it gives you a lot of really good advice of what to do. And just and work at it. And it's it's something that you have to work at every single day. Anything worthwhile in this lifetime is not easy, it's not cheap, it's not free. The the expense is your time and your labor, your heartache, and you have to put your time in. And if you're not working at it day in and day out, then you're not going to be successful,
0: and really it
1: was a quote, and I can't remember who said it. it was a writer, actually, and he received a letter from a from somebody who wanted to be a writer, and the letter ends with the question, "Well, how do you know if you're meant to be a writer and the famous author, and as I said again, I can't remember who it was he responded back to this uh fan or whomever, and said, "You know that you're a writer." first thing that comes to your mind when you wake up in the morning is writing and the last thing you think about when you go to sleep at night is writing and i think that's so true when it comes to anything you know that you're meant to be a professional artist that the first thing that comes to your mind when you wake up in the morning is the idea of getting to work in the field of art painting drawing whatever it is making phone calls to get your art in galleries whatever it is and then the last thing you think about at night that when you close your eyes and if you're thinking about your art, then you know that you're meant to be a professional artist.
0: Well, that's some great advice, Sharon. And I tell you, I really want to thank you for being with us this morning on An Artist Speaks.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, we really enjoyed speaking with you. And I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. Again, to view Sharon's stunning artwork or to re-listen to this interview and, of course, purchase some art, please click on the Artist tab and then on Sharon's name. I would like to inform everyone that the Contemporary Art Gallery Online has launched a monthly art contest. To compete, go to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, click on the Art Contest tab for additional information. If you are an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the Membership tab and follow the prompts. Your designer, architect, or volume purchaser. Again, please visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form on the left side of the home page. An Artist Speaks is currently airing every other Sunday, so we will meet here again on Sunday the 26th at 11 a.m. And thank you for listening today. Have a great rest of your weekend.